Hey everyone, welcome to season two of the Discipleship Journey. We're so excited that you guys are here with us today. This podcast is designed to help you discover that a deeper relationship with God is now within reach. You will hear from some of our contributors as they read the Word of God and give you thought-provoking questions to help you consider how does God want me to develop this season and to help you grow in your relationship with Him. If you're interested in following along, you can find the PDF printout on the show notes, along with also our four-day-a-week Bible reading plan and other tools to help you develop. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Katie Ann Vickers, and we're going to be going through week one of the discipleship journey. I'll be reading through Romans chapter one, starting in verse one through Romans chapter 2, verse 11. Let's get started. The Gospel of God for Rome. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who was a descendant of David, according to the flesh, and was appointed to be the powerful Son of God, according to the Spirit, of holiness by the resurrection of the dead. Through him we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the Gentiles, including you, who are also called by Jesus Christ. To all who are in Rome, loved by God, called as saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul's desire to visit Rome. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because the news of your faith is being reported in all the world. God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in telling the good news about his Son, that I constantly mention you, always asking in my prayers that if it is somehow in God's will, I may now at last succeed in coming to you. For I want very much to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you, that is, to be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. Now I don't want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I often planned to come to you, but was prevented until now, in order that I might have a fruitful ministry among you, just as I have had among the rest of the Gentiles." I am obligated both to Greeks and barbarians, both to the wise and the foolish. So I am eager to preach the gospel to you, also who are in Rome. The righteous will live by faith. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, just as it is written, The righteous will live by faith. The guilt of the Gentile world. For God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all godlessness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth, since what can be known about God is evident among them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and divine nature, has been clearly seen since the creation of the world, being understood through what he has made. As a result, people are without excuse. For though they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or show gratitude. Instead, 
Their thinking became worthless, and their senseless hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for the images resembling mortal man, birds, four-footed animals, and reptiles. Therefore, God delivered them over in the desires of their hearts to sexual impurity, so that their bodies were degraded among themselves. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served what has been created instead of the Creator, who is praised forever. Amen. From idolatry to depravity. For this reason, God delivered them over to disgraceful passions. Their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. The men in the same way also left natural relations with women and were inflamed by their lust for one another. Men committed shameless acts with men and received in their own persons the appropriate penalty for their error. And because they did not think it worthwhile to acknowledge God, God delivered them over to a corrupt mind so that they do what is not right. They are filled with all unrighteousness, evil, greed, and wickedness. They are full of envy, murder, quarrels, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, arrogant, proud, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to their parents, senseless, untrustworthy, unloving, and unmerciful. Although they know God's just sentence, that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but even applaud others who practice them. God's righteous judgment. Therefore, every one of you who judges is without excuse. For when you judge others, you condemn yourself, since you, the judge, do the same things. We know that God's judgment on those who do such things is based on the truth. Do you really think any one of you who judges those who do such things, yet do the same, that you will escape God's judgment? For do you despise the riches of His kindness, restraint, and patience, not recognizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? Because of your hardened and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath, when God's righteous judgment is revealed. He will repay each one according to his works, eternal life to those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality, but wrath and anger to those who are self-seeking and disobey the truth while obeying unrighteousness. There will be an affliction and distress for every human being who does evil, first to the Jew and also to the Greek, but glory, honor, and peace for everyone who does what is good, first to the Jew and also to the Greek, for there is no favoritism with God. Week 1 Discipleship Journal Paul's opening words to the Romans show us what to expect throughout the rest of the book. They're full of encouragement for believers, God's heart for welcoming all, and the practical application of God's law through the lens of His grace. From the beginning of his letter, Paul shows us just how important an encouraging community is to faith. In Romans 1, verses 11 and 12, 
he says, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. We learn our faith from those who have it. We learn about and experience spiritual gifts by seeing people use theirs. Not only this, but we are encouraged by others' faith and encourage others through living out our own. Paul preached the gospel not only to those who didn't know Jesus, but most of his letters were written to those who already had some kind of faith in God. He continually preached the gospel to those who needed to hear it, whether it was their first time hearing it or not. The Roman church was surrounded by a culture that exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator. Romans chapter 1 verse 25. Paul's words were meant to encourage the believers to keep their faith strong despite what was happening around them. Although we live in a different time, context, and culture, encouragement is still needed in our faith communities today. The gospel message is not just for those who haven't heard it. We would do well to hear it often, no matter how long we've been following Jesus. Preach this good news to one another, be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, and removing the possibility of exchanging the truth about God for a lie. Week 1 Questions Question 1. How has your faith been encouraged by someone else's? How has your faith been an encouragement to someone else's faith? Question 2. Why would Paul make it a point to begin this letter, one full of practical theology, with words of encouragement to the believers? Question 3. If a gospel message of encouragement is what Paul used to prevent the believers from turning from God, how might this inform the way you evangelize? Thank you for being a part of our discipleship journey. If you want to keep up with us throughout the week, follow us on our socials or check out our website. Links will be on the show notes. See you in the next time. Scripture quotations marked CSB have been taken from the Christian Standard Bible, copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers, used by permission. Christian Standard Bible and CSB are federally registered trademarks of Holman Bible Publishers.